0: Would you like to go from where you are in your career, your life, to where you desire to be? Dr. Tara Hines McCoy has more than 15 years of experience as a career coach, professional development trainer, and the number one new release author of Shut Em Down. I'm anxious to hear about your book. She is here with us today to help us realize our desire for change stay tuned
1: have you ever felt like giving up quitting throwing in the towel welcome to never ever give up hope featuring carol graham she's an author health coach and motivational speaker backed into a corner multiple times in her life Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham.
0: Dr. Tara Hines-McCoy has worked for Fortune 500 and multinational companies that inspire women to take action and awaken their career moving past their failures. I absolutely love that. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope.
2: Thank you, definitely good to be here.
0: I'm taking this as a statement that you wrote and you can explain it please. How you overcame position elimination and became an empty nester during a pandemic.
2: Yes, those those are my words. <laughs> so, uh, you know, position elimination is something that you definitely um, I don't think that you're ever prepared for. Mm. Even if you get a heads up, you still are not prepared for that day, that time, and. And truly, those feelings that you will take home with you in the coming days and weeks. Uh, being a woman in corporate America over 15 years comes with this fair share share of challenges. Um, and that can look from differently for everyone, um, particularly if you're a Black woman of color. Uh, these, you, you are faced with gender-based challenges, um, compounded with sometimes obstacles of sexism or microaggressions, uh, Mm -hmm. making it even harder uh, to navigate your way to the top. However, what I don't think you could ever be prepared for is when uh, you may be uh, receiving some of those types of challenges or facing those challenges from someone who looks like you. And so my position, um, was eliminated in the height of the pandemic in 2020. Hmm. And at that same time, I was very pleased that my daughter, one, only one, um, who was graduating from high school and headed off to college far away.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Empty nester. (laughs)
2: Yes. So, um, it had advantages and disadvantages, I would say, um, because the advantage was is that I had the time and space that I hadn't had in those 18 years of uh, my life being her life to really sit in and internalize the work that I've done over those 15 years, but more importantly, the work that I wanted to do going forward. Mm. And I've had friends and family members who I know who've, face those types of challenges of position elimination. And many times it's a rat race. You have to find something immediately because of your lifestyle or other things that may be going on. But quite honestly, I was in such a great place that I hadn't had that time before to really think about what it is that I want to do and who it is that I want to impact and it wasn't a rush. Uh my daughter was off at school, she was doing well, and I was at home um really having some really strong conversations with myself, but also with God. Uh because I didn't know what the next days, weeks or months would look like. And in that time, Dr. Tara speaks was birth. Um something that I'd never thought about, something that I didn't have a plan for, but that I knew I wanted to help women like myself who overstay their welcome in the jobs that we do. Hmm. And we many times will not make the choice, but it has to be by force in order for us to move. And that's where up and out came from. Either you're going up in an organization or you are making the choice to go out of the organization. Now, that doesn't mean that you have decided not to do that same type of work, but it means that you've decided that your skills are better leveraged or or you have more value that you can give somewhere else. And that's it. There's no gray area. If you're going to stay There has to be a focus of development for yourself that I'm looking to go up in the organization. And if you decide to leave, hey, it's okay also. Uh, But many times we uh, get comfortable um, and stagnant in the work that we do. And being uncomfortable is not a space that most of us welcome. Mm -hmm. But in order to move, we have to be uncomfortable. And so that pandemic, the position elimination and the empty nester, all in one time was a lot. But it was also the most productive time that I've had in really internalizing what it is that I want to do and who I want to serve.
0: I'd like to back up a little bit and a couple of things that you said. First of all, is in order to move, you may need to be uncomfortable. I'd like you to address that, and how it applies to everybody, not just in career. If you have any thoughts about that, and also, second part of that question is, do you believe that you have to have your mindset first? Like, at what point do you come to realize that you need change, and do you? Is it require discipline? Just address those two issues, if you would, please.
2: Yes, and those are those are some great questions. Um, because, because I truly believe that unless we're we are uncomfortable, we don't explore what the other options are. Um, I have been one throughout my career, uh, whether I was working with an organization um, or even when I was teaching in higher education, uh, the conversation is the same. You should always be looking or have a plan for what's next. What, uh-huh. what, what's next could be in the next 12 months. It could be in the next six months. It could be in the next 18 to 24 but knowing or having an idea of what that looks like for you is really important. But the reality is many of us don't. We stay with organizations for three, six, nine, 12 years. Um, and unless something happens to make us uncomfortable we will not even entertain another opportunity uh-huh. because we're comfortable. Right. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in or the type of work that you do, uh, unless you are um, having, you know, you don't have a great relationship with your with your leader or your team It is not all put together or the challenges and resources that um, you have challenges and then you don't have the resources to. To really address those challenges, you will you will stay there. And it's not until something happens major that you consider major for for your career that you start to think, maybe I need to consider something differently. And in those moments, I won't say that we've wasted that time, but hmm. if we took the perspective of really Having an idea or a plan, regardless of if I'm comfortable today, we would be in a much better place when those types of things pop up. Because it's not good to just run off because you got mad at, at a leader today or you and your coworker didn't get along. It needs to be this is a plan for my own development and where I can leverage my skills the best and where I know that I add value is my reason behind Having a plan A and a plan B to move up or out.
0: I like what you said about having two plans, plan A and plan B, because my question as you were talking would be, after someone makes that decision, what would be some of the hurdles that they would encounter?
2: Oh, they're going to be many. <laughs> they're not just going to be at that time. They're going to they're gonna come at different times when you make that decision. Um, but a few of those are going to be internal. They're going to be mindset of thinking that um, you have imposter syndrome, that I'm not um, good enough to go and do the work for another organization or at that level mm-hmm. or, at, or, or attaining that title. Um, that's typically um, the space that we sit in first. Um, and then second would be, you know, the fear of of uncertainty, of, of not of n- not knowing what I'm walking into. Look, every organization or every foundation or every nonprofit, every uh, space in which you go to to provide a service or to work, they have gaps. They have opportunities. What it comes down to is what in those gaps or opportunities can you add to and or that you know that you can bear in the next year to uh, 18 months. So one, you're going to face some challenges. Uh, Two, it's going to be, you're going to have to really work with someone or have the um, self-awareness to know that the mindset Um, that you're in and that you are good enough to go and do and be all that you want to. Um, And then third is just really preparing yourself for the no's because applying for a position, regardless of the level, there are going to be some no's and those no's don't mean that you aren't qualified for the position. Those no's do not mean that you don't have the skills or the abilities that they need for the role. That truly means that that's just not the role for you. And that's such a hard pill to digest for, for so many. But it is, again, having the mindset to know that. When I my position was eliminated, I had I have applied for over 40 plus positions. <laughs> I have a doctorate degree. I have a master's degree, and before I could even, many times there's It's a system. Uh, it's a systems and processing. Um, uh, I won't say error, but everyone that you apply to, you go into their Uh system, you apply. If I do it at 5 p.m. by 7.30, I have a regret to inform. So what I'm clear is that no one looked at that (laughs) application, nor did they review my my credentials. Uh, But even for those that did take the time to and may have reached out, um, the conversation was the same. It's not that I wasn't qualified for the, for the role, but they may have thought that I was over, overqualified.
0: I was wondering about that. Yes.
2: And, and, you know, is that a good feeling? No, because I also have been on the other side of that of teaching leaders not to question why someone is applying for a position because you never know what where they are in their life and in their career. And so if they have the skills that you know would add value to the role, let's look at it from that perspective versus questioning uh, why they're applying because they're overqualified. So there can be a plethora of different of, of things that that occur, but just know and be prepared to to hear the word no, but also prepare your mind and your heart to not take it personal.
0: Self-talk is important.
2: Absolutely,
0: you have to practice that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Do you have any tips
2: regarding that? Practicing self-talk is for me is also practicing self-care, um, and that's not to neglect it. To there should be uh, there should not be a day or a time of throughout the day that you are not speaking into yourself, whether whether that's um, great job or whether that's you know I've marked off. Uh, these things are from my list, or just thanking uh, those around you or being reminded of the things that that your goals, your dreams, your visions, it should be something that you practice daily. I don't wake up every morning without saying, thank you, God, for this space and this moment in time. Mm. I also uh give myself the grace of looking at my vision board and or my goals and saying this is what I'm doing today. These are the things that I plan to apply for today from podcasts like this to uh speaking engagements as well. So giving yourself that space, uh one to do it, but two to have the grace to move and navigate differently that helps you to overcome what those barriers may be when you think about practicing self-talk or
0: self-care. Excellent. Thank you. We're going to take a very quick 30-second break. And when we come back, I would like you to share what you offer, both in coaching and the consulting services that you have, and of course, your book. And we'll be right back. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another, gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. Welcome back to Never Ever Give Up Hope. And today we're talking with Dr. Tara Hines McCoy. We were just talking a bit about your program Dr. Tara Speaks, Up and Out. So if you would like to expound a little bit on that and then tell us about the services that you offer for our listeners.
2: Yes, thank you. Um, So Dr. Tara Speaks is really an all-inclusive program, I would say, in which I help clients really grow faster, perform at a higher level, and really understand themselves deeply. I always give a disclaimer when I'm working with clients that we don't just jump into your career because you have a life before you had that career. And it's important to understand what you're bringing into the office or to the desk or to the Zoom call with you daily before we can really solve what may be going on in your career. And so in that same way, I think about a personal trainer they help athletes, they help people who aren't athletic like myself um, to perform better i I am a career coach and I help my clients, women, uh, take the next steps um, so that they can find success in their careers. Um, and for me, that's going up in the organization or out to a new opportunity. And we work together in quite a few areas um, when we do that, um, whether that's transition, whether that's, I guess, honing in on any additional skills um, that they may need in order to, to make that decision. But ultimately, it's designing a plan so then when our time together is is complete, they have sort of a roadmap to navigate what they need to do uh, on making this, the decision to go up in the organization or out to a new opportunity. Mm. And when working with me, um, there are a couple options. So um, I love that I have an, an opportunity to work with clients in what I call a career clarity coaching intensive. And that's designed for me to just truly understand where where you are in your career. Uh, during this intensive, we work together to just kind of assess your current situation, but also what's holding you back. Uh, and that's a 90-minute 90, 90 session, and many times it's broken up into two 45-minute sessions at the client's request, and and that's a great opportunity for us to have two face-to-face opportunities. But in that time, I give them recommendations to really take the next steps toward doing the work that they will love um, in their career and going forward. And then the the other opportunity is a more intense opportunity where we ha- we work together for three months because maybe you um, have. You know some goals in mind you're you're not going to be making the transition in the next 30 days or, or 60 days for that matter but you're giving yourself enough time to really identify what's your priorities what's motivating you let's set some short-term goals but really focusing within what's what's in within your control um, that will help you to go up or out of the organization and in in those three months um, you know it's really some laser focus focused coaching that occurs, because I'm able to, one, to really get to know you, uh, your lifestyle, your career trajectory, and help you navigate what that space should look like afterwards. Uh, so in both, both sessions, quite different, uh, but they both get to the heart of the matter, and that's helping women take, take action and awaken their careers.
0: And could you now tell us about your two books?
2: Yes, yes. So the first book as you mentioned earlier, Shut Them Down, it's an anthology of um that focuses on black women, racism in corporate America. Nice. And in in that book, um oh my, there um I was fortunate to be selected as one of those co-authors and every story is different. Uh from women who have suffered abuse and trauma in the hands of corporate America wow. to tho- to those who uh, have cried out in those roles that they've been in in corporate America. But there, there are 20 women that, that tell their story and to tell it um, with the backdrop of racism in the workplace. Um, so it gives us an, an opportunity not only to tell our stories, but to really start the conversation on how to combat racism on the job, or how to make uh, organizations more transformative when you think about creating a safe space for for all professionals, and particularly uh, Black women um, in corporate America.
0: Has there been any improvement that you've seen?
2: That I've seen, I would say yes. And my lens is a little different now, because as I'm doing uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion work for companies, um, it gives me a peek under the tent, um, the strides that they are making. And these strides have really occurred since um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, But to see that this work is in progress gives me hope that they will continue to strive to to be better, to do better, and to show up better uh, when it comes to meeting the needs of all employees.
0: And in your counseling, uh, does this come up often? I wouldn't say often, uh, because I've had
2: I've been fortunate to um, work with women across several different industries, and. In that time, quite honestly, it has not. Um, there have been one or two um, who shared some, some concerns, uh, but it wasn't with their current employer. It was some things that they had endured prior to mm, okay. where, they land, where they had landed by the time that I was working with them. Um, So the good thing is that they were no longer there. um, And I would say the unfortunate piece is that they didn't have anyone to talk through during that time.
0: And your second book?
2: yes this is uh my newest project and this is um um my my project uh solely is scripting with scriptures and it is a letter tracing book for beginning writers uh, kids ages 4 through 8 uh where they have an opportunity to uh learn how to write but also to learn a daily verse uh with some visuals that follow with with each letter Um, This book is a very unique writing guide in in being able to couple those two together, but also allows the the child to really form letters correctly when you think about writing lowercase and uppercase letters. Uh, But they enjoy the excitement also of the pictures. So um, this came out um, August of 2022 uh, last year and has been a true blessing to my life to see people share pictures um, of their children Um, with the books that they've received.
0: Is this available like for, for teachers or like,
2: yes, this, this is available for everyone. It's for teachers, uh, for, for, uh, what I would say um, homeschooling, um, it's for church organizations if they have any type of youth department or kids, kids group um, for individuals as well who, who are purchasing books. I received a message the other day of someone saying they were starting a youth group and they wanted to use uh, the books. Therefore, for after-school programs. Um, they are for any and everyone uh, who has children um, who are working between the ages of four and eight.
0: And how does, how does scripture be incorporated into that? Each letter has a scripture that goes with it. For
2: instance, um, and this is because I've seen it so much, the letter A uh, is for Adam. And the verse that's attached to, at, to the letter A is Adam is the first man God created. And so each letter has a simple, simple scripture that goes along with it. Um, And I try to keep them short for those, (laughs) those little ones who are learning uh, for the first time.
0: Uh, But each letter has a scripture that's attached to it. And are we going to do another book for older children?
2: Well, I'm thinking of it as I, in the works. I've gotten a lot of questions about cursive writing, and you know, depending on what part of the world you lived in, cursive writing um, kind of fell off <laughs> for a while. Um, but I, it was interesting, and as I've done book tours, um, I've gotten a, a lot of questions regarding that. So uh, some more things are, are are coming up in the works. Hopefully, this year in 2023.
0: Well, this has been great, and I appreciate you being on. Never ever give up hope. Today. Today, Do you have anything to share in closing in motivational or encouragement?
2: Yes, I do. Actually, if you are truly ready for growth um, in your life or in your career, and you are really ready to experience uh, being uncomfortable to do that, I would say take the time to really Set aside what I call white space and assess where you are in both your career and life and write down the answers to are you currently happy in in the work that you do if you would want to do that work for the next three years and what would it take for you to go up or out. And when you do that and you reference that, that can start it to be a guidepost for helping you to make the decision of making that career transition, whether it's now or later, it is time for you to take action and awaken your
0: career. I really like that. Well, thank you again for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. And we look forward to your books and possibly hearing from you again when the new book comes out. This and has been great. Thank you. Goodbye.